welcome to Wedding and Event Podcast. Podcast discussions for event professionals and those planning successful events. With wedding and event consultant, Toby Dodge, author of The Other Side of the Aisle, and Eric Zimmerman, DJ, Master of Ceremonies, pianist and band leader of ElegantMusic.com. The title of this episode is Guided to Success, Wedding and Event Podcast, Episode 61. It's true that an event is guided to success. In able hands, it may seem that an event just happens with no effort at all. This is the sign of complete planning and excellent coordination. In a word, good control. Okay, that's two words. But to some, control is a four-letter word. This can be traced to a bad experience in some cases. We have all experienced the discomfort of a toast that has gone on too long, or a DJ who talks too much, or someone who has had too much to drink. It would be wrong to give that person a microphone. How about an event that seems disorganized and doesn't flow? These, every one of them, are examples of something or someone out of control. When an event is going well, it's best to let what's happening just happen. As an event professional, it's one's job to make sure the next thing is ready and happens at the proper time. And now please enjoy Guided to Success, Wedding and Event Podcast, Episode 61. You know, sometimes I think that I have the ability to focus and to allow extraneous things that are happening or that are perceived as pressures or troubles. And that's what made me a good planner and coordinator, that I was able to focus on the moment, even when other things were going on that were potentially trouble right? or were trouble and had to handle multiple things at one time. In the moment, I think I'm really good at that. It's a rare opportunity, a rare treat to speak with you every week. It really, really is. Thank you. I kind of check in, you know, (laughs) and it's really neat because I don't think that I could talk about what you and I talk about with just anybody. Probably not. And that I think that our realizations that we have while we're talking. I mean, yeah, I know stuff and you know stuff, but I think that as we kick ideas around, we have Mm -hmm. our own realizations Mm -hmm. about things. And that's what I go for in all of our conversations. That's the Mm -hmm. high point of every single conversation. That's a technical point that is, um, I think, a release uh, or this realization that we have about something. And then we go, oh, yeah, or that and that's the way it should be. You've kind of made this decision or that, or you know what? Things would go a whole lot better if we did this. Or <laughs> or that, you know, it was really great to see the look on that client's face when they realized it was all okay. You know, yeah. that, or when I got that $100 tip or something like this or whatever it was <laughs> that, that happened, you know, mm-hmm. that's the time to cut that conversation. Because I personally yeah. think that our listeners are following our line of reasoning. They're following our discussion and the subject that we're on 
it's a very interesting subject. It's something that that concerns them mm-hmm. and that they're learning from it. And then when we have our realizations about it, that they go, oh, well, yeah. So the realization is not just for you and I. No. But it's for our listeners. And so what's interesting is that I think that they are knocking on this door or they're trying to achieve this rite of passage or they're trying to step up into being a responsible couple or whatever it is that Mm -hmm. they're trying to do with Mm -hmm. this wedding or this party. And they want guidance. They want help because this is an area they don't throw weddings every week like you and I do, (laughs) you know. Very true. And so they go into this thing a little bit scared, you know, and then some of them have a greater, uh, how can I say it, resources than others. Yeah. But that they wind up getting this direction from us, I think. I think they do. And so as a purveyor of direction, you know, as a, you know, have you ever been coming up to a intersection Mm -hmm. and there's a a policeman and he's, he looks right at you and he goes like this. It was him like that? Yeah. And you know to stop. And then he might ask you to come a little bit forward, pointing right to here. Okay, good. And then he does this, you know, he hasn't said a word to you, but he's able to control you. He's able to direct you. Right. And you feel very confident that what it's going to come from this guy is going to be the next thing to do or that you're, you would want to follow him because he's instilling that confidence in you. You're being correctly controlled. You're being correctly guided and it's in your best interest and that you're going to get through that intersection without hitting anybody. So uh, that's true. That's a very good point. So in the same way, I think that we are that type of intersection keeper and people, believe me, are at an intersection. Yeah. They are. They are. And so we have to exude some confidence in what we know and how to guide them. And I think that goes, that would go to the level of what one knows. Here's a concept. The more you know, the more you're responsible for, okay? Or the more that you are controlling or the having to keep the the plate spinning or whatever it is that you're doing, well, that would be the degree of knowledge you would need to have or the degree of responsibility you would have for the other people you bring into this activity. Well, experience too. Exactly. So if you had been living under a rock for the last 30 years, you know, I would say, okay, well, you know, she's a nice person, but she's lived under a rock for the last 30 years and really doesn't have anything to offer the world or me. But boy, do you have something to offer. And so I just think that Having this pull up right here, all right, and wait. He's this guy's <laughs> directing this other traffic, this policeman, and then he'd say, "Okay, go ahead, make your turn, make whatever your you're turn. gonna do." Right, right. And it That's takes true. a lot of guts for that policeman to stand in the middle of the street with cars whizzing by. Oh my God! That person has authority, which kind of I think speaks to what. Sometimes, and I realize this is a big leap about what we're talking about, but when you're at a rehearsal, it's a very similar kind of situation. 
everyone's looking to somebody to tell people where to go, where to stand, and what's going to transpire. You're not wearing a uniform. Well, you might have a notebook with you and pen. So you think that person knows what they're doing. And frankly, everyone wants to get through it so they can go and party. Because generally speaking, after the rehearsal, there's a rehearsal dinner or a get-together of some sort. And so there is an anticipatory feeling of, okay, we're supposed to do this, and then we get to you know, do something else. And I always marveled at how people behave differently depending on the surroundings. If you're in church, generally speaking, it's a lot easier to get everybody's attention. Um, even if I'm not part of the church and I'm, I'm the coordinator for the wedding, sometimes I would be doing it dually with the church uh, coordinator, or sometimes I would, you know, greet everyone, ask him to get all together in the first couple of rows and introduce myself and then introduce the church coordinator who's going to conduct it. And then afterwards, I would say a few words, personal words of direction. So please don't leave immediately after practice. Okay. However, if I'm in a temple, it's a little more relaxed. It's not quite as obedient. And I can say that because I'm Jewish and I know what temple is like. It tends to be a bit more um, boisterous, okay? You have to hurt people a little bit more. The control aspect is a little different. Let's say I'm outside at a country club and there's a gorgeous view. I don't care what religion, culture you are, generally speaking, you have to get people to kind of focus. And there's more space, too. So sometimes people go off, you know, and they are kind of looking at a vista. And so you kind of have to move them to, to get to the spot. Okay. So now you got everybody's attention. And you start explaining where everyone's going to stand instead of walking in from. So there's a reason why you do it that way, so that you know where you're going. In other words, if we all started and I lined somebody up, then I would have to point, well, you go to the first you know, column here on the right, and oh, I'm telling you, it's crazy making. So it's so much easier, and they feel so much better if they know where they are going to end up ahead of time. And then you talk through what's going to happen in the ceremony and how the parents, if they're standing or sitting, the couple, if they're facing each other or they're facing the officiant. It just depends. So if you know all that stuff ahead of time and then you can guide them, then they feel secure in where they are, much like a traffic officer directing traffic directing where you stand so that when we practice leaving 
they're either in the reverse order and all they have to do is turn around and they'll be in the correct order. Mm-hmm. And then they know exactly where to go. So normally it only took a couple of times to do that. And that's when I love seeing videos of traffic officers when they're, that's their job, you know, with the hand signals and they move their bodies and they're enjoying themselves. I mean, it is almost like a ballet when you see an officer who really enjoys the job. And I have to tell you, one of the things I enjoyed as so much was the rehearsal. And for me, it was a culmination. I get to see the parents that I never met. Or I have been working with only the parents that I finally get to meet the bride and groom. I mean, that's rare, but it did happen. Mm -hmm. Or they've been talking about their cousin who has this gorgeous voice who's going to be singing and you cross your fingers and toes that they really do have a beautiful <laughs> voice <laughs> because every once in a while they don't. And it's just, everything comes together and you realize this is going to happen. And it is such a gratifying feeling knowing that everyone and not just myself, but everyone there has been working I mean, bridesmaids, if they're actively helping the bride, it is no small job or expense. And the parents and the grandparents, if they're there, just to have healthy grandparents there being able to enjoy their legacy, living legacy, so to speak, must be very gratifying Mm. and, and joyful even though it is not too often that I conducted one of these with a minister or rabbi, because the vast majority, um, I I found, uh, ministers do not do that unless it's in their house of worship. And even so, it's not necessarily... Uh, not necessary for them to be present if they have a surrogate that conducts it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I know uh, with Catholic ceremonies, uh, there would be a person designated other than the father to come out and do the rehearsal, but then he would show up Mm -hmm. at some point and go through things. And that happened with uh, some ministers and and rabbis as well, but normally the vast majority is done by a designated person of the house of worship. So you get to really feel like you are guiding them, and therefore, and hopefully so, you create a bond on that rehearsal. I've had several couples over the years say to me, do we really need a rehearsal? I mean, it's not a big deal. You know, we're not worried about 
a misstep or something like that, uh, you know, the minister can't come in, you know, it's going to be too hard or, uh, you know, we we don't have enough people. They're all coming from out of town. There's no way we're going to be able to get them all there at the same time. And it's so far away from where they're staying. I'm, you know, and the rehearsal dinners in the other direction and blah, 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 blah. I get it. A lot of good reasons in their minds. Why not? Wait and just do it a little earlier on the wedding day. Okay, you know what I'm going to say already. I have to tell you, I rolled with the punches. I never insisted because I said, if I'm going to insist that they have a rehearsal, their attitudes are going to stink. And I don't want to start the, the procession of events with a bad attitude. Right. So I never insisted. What I did do. This is the diplomat in you. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. Was to say to them, I think it's wonderful that you're accepting of the fact that we may have some little foibles happen. Is there anything that would really upset you if it happened on the wedding day? Because I want to make darn sure that doesn't happen when it comes to the ceremony or the reception, but especially the ceremony. Because that's the beginning of the day yes, for everybody. Sometimes they would pause and they would really think, now what would really upset me? And it was interesting. Sometimes they would say, well, if, if the minister pronounced my name incorrectly, I think I would just die. Seriously, that really genuinely would hurt someone's feelings. Other people would say, well, if there's no music, you know, when I'm walking down the aisle, I would really be upset. I never said, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. Just listened. And then sometimes they would say, well, if my grandmother didn't show up on time, I wouldn't start that ceremony until she was in that seat. So they they came up with varying things, which I found really interesting. And very few had to do with them personally. It was about, you know, something else that everyone would be experiencing. Right. Not that my veil would fall or, you know, something like that. That, that didn't occur to them. And I would say to them, well, one of the reasons... If the grandparents are healthy enough to travel and to come, that we'd like to see them at the rehearsal is that they realize how much time it's going to take in traffic because you never know what the traffic's going to be like on a Saturday when your ceremony or if it was a Jewish ceremony on a Sunday or a Saturday night. 
or another day of the week. So one of the reasons we have not only grandparents, but everybody there is so they get a sense of where they're going, especially if they haven't been there before. And I would start to explain that I agreed with them, why it was important to them. And logistically, I would say, we need to practice the music in our heads, not necessarily in the rehearsal, unless it is a timed piece of music. And if you have timed yourself to start at a certain point in the music, then we better have that music with us. Hmm. Because on the day of, no one can promise you we will have that time available, that everybody will gather, unless they've been there before. And that's kind of how I did it. Yeah, you got my vote. (laughs) Now, sometimes, logistically, it was impossible. And boy... Did I do it on that day of? I would just take those tall, strong, handsome groomsmen and say, (laughs) we got a job to do. And we're going to get everyone to come to the arch and we're going to go through it. Because we couldn't do it with the bride in her gown if she didn't want to be seen. So... You know, how do you pick a time when her hair is done, her makeup's done, and she doesn't have her gown on? And by the way, no one's taking pictures <laughs> with the family yet. It was, you know, it could be chaotic. Sometimes I had to take just three guys at once and four gals and, you know, the grandparents when they came in. So I always had someone extra with me when I had a logistical situation like that mm-hmm. so that. I took pictures, or if I couldn't have pictures of the people uh, before the wedding, because if you're not having a rehearsal, how in the world am I going to know if the grandparents are the grandparents? I have to tell you, I, I made one terrible faux pas, and that taught me a lesson and why I took pictures of everyone Ooh. at the rehearsal. Wow. And at the wedding day, I would take pictures and then run to somebody who knew the family and then say, who is this person? Because one day I went over, I had not met the mother of the bride, and I thought she was the grandmother. And do you really... <laughs> I mean... I'm sharing this because it's the truth. It's just, it it happens. And now she you was have a, policy that, that would handle that, uh, yes, anything like that ever coming up again. Exactly. Okay, good. So I never, but, you know, it was a time when most women were coloring their hair and she wasn't. And she she had a young face, but she had, you know, gray and white hair. And I just assumed that, you know, she was a young grandmother right? because the bride was so young. And I, I just, she was like 22. And so I saw this person and I thought, no, she was the mom. And she had had this child 
later in life. And which <laughs> I just, I, 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 I did, I feel silly, but you know, so you're right. You know, there's even, I have reasons why every rehearsal is good for, for, oh, yeah. <laughs> for me personally, but for everybody, but at least I only did that once. Yeah. <laughs> but I can remember, I made a lot of other little faux pas, but that one, you know, personally, I just felt awful. Totally but, understand. Of course. You know, it's just one of those things that happen. But uh, to bring it back to our traffic uh, situation here, I think that as long as the person who is directing traffic, so to speak, is respectful and actually is mindful, frankly, of everybody's needs and is fair, then I think it goes well. You have been listening to Wedding and Event Podcast with Toby Dodge and Eric Zimmerman. If you have a question, comment, or topic suggestion, please call Eric at 626-797-1795 or contact Eric by email, eric at elegantmusic.com. That's E-R-I-C at elegantmusic.com. Contact Toby by email, toby at tobydodge.com. That's T-O-B-E-Y at tobydodge.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and receive a new episode each week. Thank you for listening.